Hi team, it's that time again where I have a conversation with another kick-ass person in business. Now full disclaimer, this is not an inspirational business podcast, but you might be inspired. These aren't all going to be success stories, but they are all going to be real stories because I'm not here for the enlightened, fluffy, feel-good version of people's journeys. I want the nitty gritty raw versions. If you're a business owner, freelancer, entrepreneur, creator, or someone with a side hustle, I can guarantee you'll be able to relate to something in this episode because this is what it's really like to take a chance and chase a dream. Don't forget to hit subscribe and slide into my DMs on Instagram if you want to chat. I'm Sean, and this is not an inspirational business podcast. This week, I'm talking to the beautiful Katie Lawson. Now, she's a Rodan and field consultant, but she's also a corporate travel agent. She's a spin instructor. She runs marathons, and she is the queen of the bucket list. Now, we sat down and talked about some of the misconceptions that people have about network marketing companies and how much she had to change and adapt when COVID hit. She was working in two industries that were absolutely decimated by the pandemic. That's working in gyms and the travel industry. Now, if you're looking for a little extra kick of motivation, this is the episode where you're going to find it. This woman can do absolutely everything. Also, just for the record, she's just signed up to the Boston Marathon. Hi, Katie. How's it going? Hello, I'm well. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for joining me. I know you've just run out from a PT session, one of the many, many things that you do. Yeah, I'm like nice on the top and still PT life on the bottom. (laughs) Are you wearing pads? Today. At least you're wearing pads. That's the main thing. And you guys have just come out of lockdown as well. So how does that feel to have that freedom? It's so nice um, for someone like myself who, you know, has quite a bit of a social life and really likes to travel and the gym environment as well. It's been really great. Been to yoga, I've been to cafes and I'll be at my first restaurant tonight. Lovely. Now, do you want to just do a real quick rundown of what you do? Because in my mind, every time I see you, you're doing something different. And so I'd love for you to just give a brief overview of all of the different things that you do. For sure. So first and foremost, I have my own skincare business with Rodan and Fields. I work that part-time. I have, as you said, just come in from personal training. So I do that a couple of mornings a week. And now that the gyms are opening, I will be back to teaching spin classes. And I have a four day a week role in the travel industry. So I work for Flight Center. Everyone's like, oh, it must be so exciting that travel's coming back. I work in business travel. So it's a little bit different. And so I'm in a sales capacity there. So yeah, four jobs. It's a lot. It's a lot. (laughs) You know, it really, it truthfully doesn't feel like a lot to me. I somehow managed to do the balance really well. Which is impressive because I find for myself in business, some days I feel like I'm absolutely kicking goals with everything I'm doing and I can multitask and I'm doing all of the things. And then other days it's just absolute chaos and I can't stay on top of my to-do list. And I'm just running one business. I think that's pretty normal. And I mean, like particularly during COVID, the last year and a half, that routine and that like general mindset hasn't necessarily been on point. So I know that even myself, that the last four months in lockdown, I've been so scatterbrained and it hasn't been like the regularity of like me being really switched on and being able to like 
move from job to job really quickly and easily, like switch, compartmentalize, do the next thing. So it's been a tough year. Yeah, I can I can imagine. And I mean, you guys were, I was lucky enough not to be in lockdown for the mass amount of months that you guys were. And also, how was it working in the health and fitness industry and the travel industry when the pandemic hit? So you've got two of the key industries that were just absolutely wiped out. It was bad. It was really hard. And I'm an optimist. I totally, you know, March last year, I was thinking like, guys, this is going to be a short term thing. We're going to be out of this within like June and my partner's like a little bit of a pessimist and like a realist and he's like no way this is here for like a long time and so like we butted heads about that for a bit but yeah look in March it was so unknown to us back then I mean obviously the gyms closed straight away um so that removed one of my jobs I actually wasn't personal training at that time and it came about because of COVID and because the lady that was coming to my spin classes needed me to train her. So that's kind of where that that like fourth part of my, <laughs> my job role came up. But in terms of the travel industry, we probably had about three weeks of real uncertainty. And it was it was really unnerving because no one knew what was going to happen. And we knew that our industry was so, so affected. And what we didn't know was like essentially what they were going to do and and what they ended up doing was we were a sales team of 80 people that went down to 20 people so wow yeah three quarters of our team got stood down and I was lucky enough not to but that came with a lot of guilt and a lot of hard work and and really relentless conversations around COVID and my colleagues were getting paid exactly the same as I was that were on stand down enjoying time at the beach you know different because they didn't have the work and the the routine and the processes and and purpose in, in that kind of sense but so yeah we were kept on but we then went down to two and a half days and I'm very proud financial person. I've always supported myself. I've always been very, very good at savings. And when, you know, when your wage gets cut that much, I was freaking out and I didn't want to have to rely on my partner um, to support me because that just felt so, so icky. And it was, you know, then that my Rodan and Fields business kind of flipped over from a hobby into a business because I needed it to pay me like a business. So, you know, there's been so many swings and roundabouts with how COVID's affected me because in one point the travel and the cycle classes went, but the personal training and the Rodan and Fields picked up. So, and and look, you know, we've just come out of the third lockdown in New South Wales and I'm still working in travel and fitness. You'd think I, you know, (laughs) would have seen the light, but they're both industries that I really love. Yeah. You've definitely been through sort of the whole spectrum of the good and the bad with industry and the whole changes that the pandemic brought on. Now I'm going to address the elephant in the room with Rodan and Fields. Now I'm sure most people have heard of them in some capacity. And I think there are a lot of assumptions that people have about direct marketing, network marketing, multi-level marketing, 
I'm completely unsure of the correct term nowadays. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? I do just want to also point out that a week ago you posted saying that when a good friend asked you to take a look at them four years ago, you would have rather done live nudes. (laughs) Yeah, that's the weird humor coming out in me. Um, I love it. (laughs) But I think, you know, like that relates to my just the information that I didn't know necessarily back then and what I know now and that Rodan and Fields is a legacy brand. To give you a little bit of context, Rodan and Fields was made and and developed in retail stores. So it is a US-based company and they were in the likes of Nordstrom and Bloomingdale's and things like that, those huge department stores and, and behind those brick and mortar stores. And That worked for them for such a long time until, you know, they did a lot of market research and realised that it was actually predominantly word of mouth. They actually sold their brand off to Estee Lauder and then quickly realised that that was a stupid thing and they bought it back, which is quite unusual. And so when they brought it back, they actually decided to move into that e-commerce channel, which is, you know, in line with direct sales, really. And so when you fast forward to now, that was the smartest move back then that they didn't know that they, you know, would ever, ever need. Mm -hmm. And so there is so many misconceptions about direct sales. And I think, you know, like when I relate it back, it's like, I'm not going to say the chain of health clubs that do the wrong thing by people, but I'm sure if you have ever attended a gym or even like know, you know, what I'm kind of referring to here, that there are some companies that just haven't done the right thing by people. Um, and I'm super proud that Rodan Fields does. Essentially, all we do is recommend products for our friends and family and their networks. And so the term pyramid scheme gets thrown around a lot, but pyramid schemes are illegal, but they do exist. And essentially what that is, is buying into a company that has nothing to sell. It's all about recruitment and all about people joining that team. Whereas Red Anfields is is quite different, being that we do have a product to sell, it is created by the world-renowned dermatologists. So Dr. Odan and Dr. Fields are the two practicing dermatologists come out of Stanford. They previously owned Proactive back in the day. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So that was their first brand, um, which wasn't in the direct sales channel. And, and that was super successful for them. I think yeah, a lot of people recognise that brand. And so essentially Red Anfields was created because the doctors went back to their practices and kept seeing the same kind of skincare concerns for adults and wanted to be able to create something like that for them. So what's behind the brand? Dermatologists. And so they put the trust and the ability in people that every day would be referring things like right in front of me, I didn't even plan this, but like this candle is something I talk about so much because I truly like love it and it creates me so much joy. And that really is in like the most simplest forms what I do. Yes, in terms of there's there's two elements of our business. 
We can build a team if we want. We can have customers if we want, but there's nothing that we have to do. So I think a lot of people certainly have this idea that, you know, you have to buy and you have to hit certain quotas, um, whereas with Rodan and Fields, you can actually become like you can have a wholesale account or a consultant account and receive the biggest discounts, but you don't actually ever have to do anything. So you don't, you don't even have to make a sale to dive into those discounts. So it's very, you know, inclusive in the way that if you're inclined to share, then you'll be rewarded. So I hope that's kind of, I guess, given you a bit of an idea in terms of where the stats lie with Rodan and Fields. We actually, one of the only direct sales companies that have a way higher customer base than we do consultants. So the ratio from customers to consultants is a lot larger, like by 70, 30 splits. So that's where our main profits as a business owner come from. Awesome. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you sell skincare. Yeah, I have a website that you that you love as well. I see you post about it all the time, and I'm always like, "Oh, it looks good." <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, but it would be exactly the same as I'm, you know, recommending my candle or my like good pair days like wine subscription. Like, but I actually get paid for it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's the nice kickback, and it pays for yeah my my skincare, and then you know I just bought a new car, so it paid for that originally. I joined this business because I wanted it to be my travel fund. So that's what it was until I needed it to be something more. And the reason that I only work four days a week in travel now is because I'm earning enough with Rodan and feels that I don't have to work that Friday. And like, that's everyone's dream, not to work a damn Friday. (laughs) So true. It's so true. (laughs) Oh, I love that so much. What's been the hardest part of explaining this journey to people? Like, is it because people have such strong assumptions about the industry of direct marketing? What have you come up against? You know what? It's actually time. I don't tend to hear very often unless they're not telling me, but it's time. People think they're too busy and I am living proof that you can do a lot of the juggling and still be really, really successful. I think a lot of people as well think that, you know, you have to sit down at this computer and like slog it out for hours to be a success. But really, you know, if you carve out between 30, 45 minutes, an hour each day, so you're looking at, you know, essentially like a seven-hour very part-time, very flexible. You turn up where you want to. Heaven forbid if you do 10 minutes morning, 10 minutes midday, 10 minutes at night, like, and that's how you need to work your business, then so be it. So yeah, it's more so time to be honest and people not wanting to have an extra thing on their plate, but not knowing how to create more income for themselves. It's hard. I've seen very successful leaders like very successful leaders in the US that I'm very close to who, you know, were working like 70-hour like shift work and making this work and, Mm -hmm. you know, it can happen and really I think you've got to certainly put the work in. It doesn't just happen. People don't just flock to you. (laughs) You've got to work. And so I think that people don't necessarily see 
consistent paychecks because they themselves are not consistent. Which I guess is kind of running a business in any sense, regardless of what industry you're in, what you're selling, if it's product, if it's a service, if you're not showing up and being consistent, then your business isn't going to be consistent. I also think the time, like time is such an interesting one in business because I feel like so often we feel like we never have enough time to do all of the things that we want to do. And I was recently in a masterclass and the lady was talking and she was like, you know, people are always saying about time and not having enough. And she was like, we all have exactly the same amount of time in a day as Elon Musk, you know, Bill Gates, like... (laughs) absolutely everyone on earth has exactly the same amount of time in a day. And it's really just, you know, how we use it. And it comes back to priorities. Absolutely. I was going to say, do you have something that you use to keep yourself accountable with time and showing up? And Do you know what? Accountability for me has always come really naturally. It's quite hard for me to explain how Because once I commit to something, I'm not necessarily like that crazy all in person, like, (laughs) but I just plug away every single day. And so even when I think about why I'm consistent, like I'm a consistent runner, like how I can do a marathon going from like not running to a marathon is because I follow the process and I just chip away every single day. And it's worth it to me. Like there, I have a strong enough why and want to continually challenge myself and and better myself. So a lot of it actually comes really intrinsically. Look, from an accountability perspective, I also, just the way I am in terms of how I show up on social media, for example, I keep myself accountable by telling people what I'm doing. So you'll probably see over the next couple of days, I'm about to announce that I'm about to start getting back into like racing. So yeah, you're insane. (laughs) Back into my half marathons and marathons. I broke my foot in May. So it's been a big comeback. I think, yeah, being really, really planned helps me, but I know that not necessarily everyone is like that. But just having having a strong enough reason why. So like, why do I need to meditate? Because my life is so crazy that I need to like actually stop and sit down for a second and breathe. Why do I need to like do my Rodan Fields business? Because I don't want to be working in the corporate world with the structure of nine to five. It just doesn't work for my personality. So yeah, there's all these different reasons to why I do things. And I think once you like really, really start to kind of peel that back, it becomes quite clear what is important and what's not. Don't get me wrong. I'm like, I pick up my phone like a million times a day. Like I'm a very distracted person naturally. So there are things that, you know, I still can improve on as well. I honestly think as someone who has like followed you on social media for quite a long time, (laughs) just disclaimer, we traveled around Europe together years and years and years and years ago, but I always see your content and I'm always like, oh, you're so like, I don't know if self-motivated is how I would describe you as in like when you were doing everyday, like your happiness thing every day. And then you were doing your everyday swims and like your bucket list that you do, which inspired me to actually create a bucket list and actually do the things that are on it. (laughs) And so like, I've always seen you as someone that is very self-motivated and very much like you do all of the things 
when you commit to doing something. And I think how you said about you just tell people what you're doing on social media because that keeps you accountable in the sense that people know what you're doing. I love that because I think it's such a simple way to put yourself out there and be like, hey, this is what I'm doing. And then you go, oh, I've actually got to do it now because I told people I was going to do it. And I think people are like, for example, like you, you following me and me following you, like we're genuinely interested in what that other person is up to. And social media gives people that snippet. And it also gives them that mutual commonality or interest in, you know, continuing along the journey. And so I think when you talk about like my grateful post, for example, so yeah. 365 days, I did this grateful post and like, I would get to the end of the day sometimes not having done it, but knowing at the back of my head, like got to do it, got to do it. And people would follow me up. Yeah. <laughs> like they would keep me accountable, even though like there was no way I was going to miss it. But yeah, no, it's interesting. I think the self-motivation thing, I've always just had this real drive and desire to live life super big, never to get into like the mundane day-to-day. And that's why COVID's been really hard for me because I haven't had all those adventures, all those plans, the bucket list items, um, like 2021 bucket list like cannot achieve three quarters of them like absolutely borderline impossible but that's okay I'm I'm okay with it I never write my bucket list to know that I'm going to achieve it all because I know that things change but it just gets me out of the you know bubble like I live in a beautiful place but I always like to keep exploring and and meeting new people and doing new things and seeing the world which hopefully we'll be able to do again soon Fingers crossed. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything you want to add about just sort of in terms of your business journey? And I mean, we've talked about, you know, some of the struggles you've come up against and obviously the massive pivots that you had to make during the pandemic and then sort of saying self-motivated. Is there anything else within your space that you just, you know, are either super proud of or have some concerns about or just anything in general that you want to add in that space? Yeah, I think like when I look back at my journey with Rodan and Fields, I was such a dabbler at the beginning and and a skeptic too. Uh, like, and I still to this day like am quite skeptical. For example, we just had a new product launch, and I was like, "Is it as good as they kind of like say that it is?" And then I try it, and then I see the results. I'm like, "Okay, yeah, it is." So even though I do have that pessimistic brain, I still find myself reverting back to like old habits a little bit. And I think that is because I want to represent something that is really true to me and that my integrity doesn't waver. And so that's always been important. Don't get me wrong. I have like royally effed up at times, like totally said the wrong things at the wrong times, been insensitive because I've just like had these blinkers on. But at the end of the day, like this is a business and people fail forward in business. It's it's no different to my corporate role or like saying the wrong thing to someone in the cycle class. But it seems a lot more personal when it is your own business. And I think being really resilient in a direct sales business is really important because you hear no more than you hear yes. And you get ignored more than you get responded to. But that's a lot 
because that we do live in such a fast-paced world and that people don't see the message or they see the message and, you know, go to respond to it later or they aren't interested but they don't know how to actually say no, which doesn't offend me. <laughs> it doesn't offend me if you say no. I Like I get that, you know, people have other options. So, yeah, I think for the direct sales channel, they've got to, like Rodan feels there is so much goodness to come from it. I've learned so much about myself in terms of being really true to myself and like standing within my personality. And I think that the people I've met along the way is just like me joining an like a corporate organization. Yet everyone, most people, <laughs> super similar, like really similar and really have the same goals and and drivers and then like don't get me wrong I love a little reward so I am going to the Barossa Valley I earned a trip to San Fran like that stuff just really really excites me as well so the bad comes with the good and the good comes with the bad and there's highs and lows no matter what business that you do you just gotta like people and you gotta like talking in this business <laughs> But at the, same time, <laughs> at the same time, I can like think of a number of successful consultants here in Australia and, and even that person in the US that I was referring to before, she has to take a supplement every day to be able to socially speak to people. Now, this is someone that earns like really serious money with Rodan Fields because she's been so successful. So there's no fit or type or role or industry that you like mold in to be this perfect fit I think you've just yeah got to be resilient you've got to be consistent and you've got to be really excited and, and passionate and I think that's what I do well which is why I've been successful yeah I love it. Okay, we're going to do rapid fire questions. I feel like we've almost touched on a couple of these already, but I'm just going to work through the list anyway. All right. So first one, what's a fundamental value that you've woven throughout everything that you do and why is it important to you? Integrity, because I just want to be me. I don't want to have to, to fake being something that I'm not. Yeah, which is honestly something that everyone should aim to be. Feel like we've answered this what would you say is your secret source consistency <laughs> what's your core motivator happiness nice what's the big dream to not work nine to five to leave corporate and to like travel the world and be able to work my business from there yes yes to that a hundred percent what's your go-to remedy when you're having an off day exercise Loud music like Glee or like A Star Is Born, Greatest Showman, like something I can just like sing at the top of my lungs, meditation, and just know that it will pass. And I have bad days, trust me. <laughs> if you could go back to the beginning of your business journey, pick a time, what's something you'd tell yourself? I'd believe in myself more. Absolutely. Um, I think that belief really gets in the way of people being successful in, in any job. Yeah. What's a resource, tool or system that you use in your business that you couldn't live without? And what's one that you think is overrated? So in Rodan Fields, we have an app and it's like a little personal assistant. She's great. She tells me who to speak to, when to follow up with my customers. 
She's really good. Um, what's overrated? TikTok. No thanks. Really? I really thought you'd be a TikTok person. Uh, look, I can do reels, but I'm not willing to learn another social media platform. No. That's Spring totally fair. <laughs> Give me a hot take about your industry. I guess with Rodan Fields, we are in four countries. Proactive was in 181. And that is the trajectory that Rodan Fields is going in. So it's early days. And the skincare business is a like $16 billion business just in the markets that we lie in. So huge. Massive. What's one piece of advice you'd give to someone listening right now who's thinking about starting a business or at the beginning of their business journey? Expect it to be hard. Don't expect it to be a breeze and expect to fail forward. I think failing with a smile and and knowing that failure is just an expectation that you put on yourself. But just work hard and, and work consistently. But if it's something that you've been thinking about, just do it and try it rather than it be that back thought. Absolutely. I always say that anytime you fail, it's just an experiment. So it's just like it was just trying something and it didn't work. So I'll try something else as opposed to it being, I feel like a failure is such like a final failed. It's like, no, you just tried something. It didn't work. Just try something else. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And the final one is where can people find you? At Katie Lawson 89 on Instagram. Yeah. And I'll put all of your tags and everything in the show notes so people can find you if they want to reach out. Is there anything you want to add? Any bits of insight, magic, just random commentary about life? <laughs> Gina, I think like the last couple of years has really shown us that a side business of any kind is a really smart move to make. And just figuring out what that is. And a lot of people, you know, will start to take a look at Rodan Fields, for example, but not have a passion in skincare, but understand that this is a really smart business model and backed by so much wealth and knowledge and progression and that you don't necessarily have to be passionate right at the beginning. So if it's, yeah, in that in that direct sales channel, if it's, you know, a, a candle making business, like go for it, see, see what it can do for you. But don't limit yourself because there is so much potential, but creating options um, is something I'm really passionate about, being able to give options to people and for them to take it or leave it. Awesome. And I just thought of another one. <laughs> what is your biggest skincare tip? without saying be consistent cleanse tone and moisturize like wash your freaking face (laughs) properly do it properly (laughs) like and it doesn't take forever I mean I think that's a, a big misconception as well people have this convoluted idea that you need like all the lotions and potions and don't get me wrong like I have that in my bathroom because I can get it at a huge discount because I want it but the average, like Joe Blow, cleanse, tone, moisturize, and you're good. But make sure that, you know, the products that you're using are working for you. Otherwise, you are wasting your money. I honestly feel like, like my entire life, it's always been like, you have to have a good skincare routine. You have to have a good skincare routine. And I don't even think I started caring about my skin until I was in my 30s. Like I'm talking in my 20s, it was like makeup on top of makeup on top of like three days ago makeup. Like it was trash. 
Yeah, yeah. Or the, like the coconut oil because you like wanted a tan and that was like way more important than like the skin cancers like developing underneath. Um, yeah, I didn't have like my journey into Rodan Fields is funny because I did not have a skincare routine at all. So I, yeah, I was like, I don't know why I'm looking at this, but it seems smart and they seem to be having fun and I can make some money here and I can help my friends and yeah. And I got really good results really quickly, but it's funny because mum like was an essay lauder. She's narrowed in fields, but I never kind of cottoned onto that. I've always just like done my own thing. <laughs> I love it so much. I think the the only thing I would say is like, if, any of what I've said today makes you curious or makes you like think twice, ask the questions, find out the information, really sit with like from a gut perspective, do you feel like this is totally up your alley or do you feel like it really isn't? And and sit with like why it might not be. We'll put all your details so everyone can contact you who's interested in learning a little bit more, which might actually be myself. I could potentially need a new a new skincare routine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd love to help you and I make sure I point you in the right direction. Thank you. Love it. <laughs> That's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to share your own story or tell us what you think of this one, feel free to head over to Instagram and slide into my DMs. By the way, you're not going to want to miss next week's episode. I know I say this every time, but seriously, my next guest is kick-ass. <laughs>